Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. October 10, 2019, the happy birthday to my little sister edition. Yes, today is the birthday of my little sister. I will not tell you her age, um, but I will say happy birthday, Lou. I hope you have a great one. First up, a story from the Washington Post. A whistleblower says naval shipbuilders ignored nuclear submarine testing procedures for years. A whistleblower has accused the country's largest shipbuilder of ignoring the Navy's testing and certification requirements, allegedly putting sailors' lives at risk by degrading the stealth capabilities of nuclear subs. The engineer, Ari Lawrence, once held a senior role with Huntington's Ingalls Submarine Division in Newport News Shipbuilding until October 2017. He has filed a False Claims Act complaint accusing his former employee of assigning unqualified individuals to install an important hull coating to design to shield the Navy's Virginia-class nuclear, nuclear submarines from sonar and a falsifying records to cover it up. In an unrelated incident last week, a submarine welder at the same company pled guilty to falsifying inspection records. The employee was fired in 2016, and the matter was reported to authorities. Next up in the continuing saga about the NBA and China, it looks like the NBA has stood up to China over the Daryl Morey tweet. Not only have they indicated they would not fire uh, Morey, he didn't get busted off the Great Wall, but Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, had a statement that the values of the league support individuals educating themselves and sharing views and recognizing free speech. So, um, Unfortunately for the NBA, China has shut down the uh, relationship. Uh, it's not clear if the preseason games, which are scheduled for the next couple of days, are actually going to go forward. But it once again demonstrates the difficulty of doing business in China and the NBA's attempt to uh, navigate that. Next up, uh, the continuing CSON uh, uh, from Nissan, as it appointed a new chief, but it has looked into <clears throat> the role of Harry Nada, the former head of legal and close Carlos Ghosn associate, who's a central figure in his investigation of his former boss. He is cooperating with authorities, and Nissan is uh, upset at uh, his role in the company and has finally been di- diminished significantly. Uh, although he has not resigned. Some have questioned whether legal, uh, Nissan is legally able to dismiss him given his role as a whistleblower. So the protections given to a whistleblower uh, may become something that uh, is talked about much more frequently uh, in the light of the current political environment. And finally from Haney, Haley Conath over at Law 360, the story of a Biomed employee who tried to sue his employer for defamation because he was named in an investigation uh, around uh, FCPA violations. The uh, Second Circuit Court, excuse me, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals held that he was not defamed because this company simply said uh, that he was suspended in connection 
with a uh, corruption investigation. They didn't say that he had actually personally engaged in the cor corruption itself. This may seem like a distinction without a difference. Nevertheless, the court uh, held that there uh, had been no defamation uh, since it, the statement was true, that he was suspended as a result of a corruption um, investigation. When you couple this with the Witte, uh, Witte versus Shell case out of the Texas Supreme Court, you see that those named in internal investigations around uh, allegations of corruptions have uh, pretty much no recourse to try to clear their name. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening.